I think families have had enough of the government trying to separate them and pull them apart. And I think people of faith have had enough of their government trying to deny them the most fundamental right that accrues to each of us because of the Lord. Bless you for that. Continue that stirring. Be part of it as you are today. Stay in that fight. We will prevail. The Lord is on our side. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. I am so excited to have had Mike Pompeo at the Quinton Road Baptist Church recently. And he is a man that I knew of, of course, followed him in the Trump administration. He was a congressman from Kansas. He was on the the Committee for Intelligence in the House, and then he was selected to be the director of the CIA. He did a great job at the CIA keeping us safe here in America, and then he was selected to be the Secretary of State, the 70th Secretary of State of the United States. And he's going to be talking today about some of the things that God guided him to do to to make sure that as Americans, that we were represented well to the world and that we were protected, especially from despots and dictators. Now, he's not loved by those dictators. As a matter of fact, there's a uh, price on his head. He has to still have security. But he took those stands because they were right and because he loves America. He has a viewpoint that America is exceptional, that that, that greatness of our country came from godly founders of our country. It's really amazing to learn his his, uh, faith and how that faith influenced his decisions as he was uh, running those different departments. And so I also was able to spend a little time personally with him. And I'll tell you this, it was a delight to be with him, to see his genuineness. He is a real uh, godly person. And I was able to uh, just see see his heart and get a sense of the person he is. So I really am excited to be able to bring you the interview that I did with Secretary Mike Pompeo today here on In Grace. Now, right before we go to that, let me tell you about the offer of the day. Now, this is the only day we're going to be doing this. We did it earlier this week. If you hear the, the Monday through Thursday program, on Fridays and weekends, this is our special In Grace episode where we're featuring something a little different than just preaching. Uh, now, the the interview that I did was based on a lot of the information I read in his book. He has an exceptional book called Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. Now, he was willing to compromise on things that weren't significant. Uh, he gave us an illustration like, you know, if your kid's trying to to stay up an extra five minutes uh, at bedtime, you might negotiate a little bit with them, but you're not going to give an inch on the essentials, on the important things. And he, he held to that. He really was disliked by people like Vladimir Putin, and he should be. 
because he took good hard stands for, for America. You want to read this in his book, Never Give an Inch. We have it here at In Grace, and we're going to send it as a thank you to any of you that give a gift of any amount to In Grace. Now, when you give to this ministry, I'll promise you this, your money will be used carefully and wisely. We are the member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. We also have a great board. We have great checks and balances here. So I encourage you to invest in grace. And when you do, more people are going to hear about Jesus Christ and salvation through him. And we're going to thank you by sending you Mike Pompeo's great book. It's a big book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. There's a lot of great insight into the Trump presidency, to all the diplomacy that he was doing with North Korea, with Iran, with Russia, all these hotbeds he was involved and and, uh, still today has a price on his head because of the stands that he did, uh, taking out the Iranian general Soleimani. Um, He still has to have the security of the uh, diplomatic security department. And so let's all pray for him. And I think you'll really enjoy hearing from him today here on In Grace. I know I was blessed to meet him and to get to know him. And I'll be praying for him, especially now that I know him. But you need to read his book, Never Give an Inch. Call us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, and get the book, Never Give an Inch, for a gift of any amount to In Grace. Uh, we'll send it to you as a thank you or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. You might want to write to us. And if you do, the mailing address is ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. When we decided to have Secretary Pompeo come, I hadn't read the book yet. But I knew enough about you uh, to respect you and to understand what you do. Uh, And then I read the book. And I'm telling you this, it is unbelievable. Uh, Joel Rosenberg, a friend of yours, an author, he called it like a a thriller. It really is because it's real life stuff, all the ins and outs and, and the things that you experienced as congressman, intelligence committee member, CIA director, and of course, secretary of state. So let me highly recommend the book, Never Give an Inch. That's very kind, thank you. Okay. The book was really good before the CIA cleared it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's half redacted, but it's still great. Exactly, all but the black lines, yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you've had quite a life, but in the book, your son writes the forward, Nick, and he said that you were living a quiet, normal Midwestern life. And then I'll quote him. Then my father lost his mind and decided to run for Congress. Yes. So how crazy was it to yeah. enter into this sphere? Uh, and what are the blessings that uh, you've well, got? Well, first of all, I think every son thinks their father loses their mind from time to time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think we're particularly unique in that. Look, it was, uh, I was running a small company, a, a machine shop in Kansas. We had a couple hundred people that... Uh, we were responsible for in their families. Um, but I was watching a country head to a direction that I didn't like. This would have been 2009, 2010. Uh, it was making it more difficult for my business to be successful. It was becoming more difficult for the team members, part of their aerospace, to live their lives. Uh, and then a whole bunch of things came together, and my wife and I prayed about it. So it, it wasn't crazy. Um, everyone thought it was crazy. 
Uh, there were eight people in the race already when I joined, uh, when I said I was going to run. Nobody knew who the heck I was. Uh, it's a funny story. Uh, in January of 10, uh, the team did a poll, and they came back and said, 2% uh, of the people know who you are. To which I responded, yeah, that's just family. <laughs> I have a bunch of cousins there, and I said, I, and I know that family. I'm only going to get half of those votes. So, so, there, so there remains much work to do. We joke about it being crazy. It was, um, it was lovely. People were great. We got a chance to connect with people all across the south central part of uh, the great state of Kansas. Well, it's, it's, it's a big ask to, uh, to do all the things that you've done. And by doing them, you now are threatened, your, your life and your family. So you have to live a, a totally different life now after all of that. So first of all, was it worth it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it's, I mean, you, can't, you just can't go to the store anymore. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's if a you, challenge. If, if you see me in Walmart, wave, and I apologize that aisle seven is closed. <laughs> that would actually be nice, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we do have this threat from the regime, from the Iranian regime. The Ayatollah wants to kill me uh, and is doing his level best to do so. But I have a team of folks who uh, provide great protection, State Department team that does amazing work. Uh, but most importantly, we count on the Lord to provide that protection for me and for my wife and for my son and, and his now new bride. Uh, and it was totally worth it. We, um, it was a result of the decision that was made uh, to take a strike on General Soleimani. Uh, I am the, the revenge target for that strike. They, they are confident it was me who, who was pushing it. It's true. And so, uh, but we were right. We saved American lives that day. He, he had killed 500 Americans, uh, a couple of friends of mine in the Gulf Wars, and he was plotting to kill more Americans in Baghdad, in Iraq, including probably folks from my team in the embassy. Uh, and President Trump, uh, on, on, on our recommendation, was bold, allowed us to take the strike. Uh, it was brilliantly executed. Uh, no other country could have done it. Uh, we literally, right, we fired uh, a Hellfire missile from 6,000 miles away and hit a moving vehicle within four inches of the target uh, and killed no one other than the intended victim. Uh, it was it was it was amazing. I take I I take I, I take no credit for that. This is amazing men and women, young men and women working for a decade and a half on the capability, and then the execution of that by our Department of Defense and our intelligence services. Uh, I, not me. This was this was a remarkable work, and we delivered a message to the Iranians and to the world that we were serious about defending you. And that's the most important thing. We stopped the plot. That was fantastic and important. But we delivered an important message to the world that uh, America was back. We were going to lead. We were going to protect America and its interest everywhere. We were never going to apologize for America. And uh, it, it, changed, it changed the course of our time in office. Um, let me ask you this. I know that everyone's been asking you one question. And uh, it's not how'd you, how'd you it's lose not that how much weight, weight you lost. Yes, exactly. But, but that's great, too. Yes, but no, exactly. the question is, will you be running for president? I know your answer has been you're thinking about it, considering it, yeah. and you'll we'll know when, when you know. But that's a big decision, obviously. Uh, so what is going into your, your thought process on that? Yes, uh, it's a big decision. Uh, Susan and I are praying, uh, trying to figure out if this is the right next thing. If running for Congress was crazy, imagine <laughs> putting yourself forward. And I say that uh, with enormous respect for America, for for someone to step forward and say, I believe I should lead the greatest nation ever to exist is quite something for someone like me. Uh, and so we're praying, trying to figure out if this is the right time. 
if this is the right place. The, the issues that are in front of us are deep and challenging. I have no intention of ever stopping working on those issues, but we want to make sure that we're getting this right, that, we, we, that the, the Lord has said, yes, this is the place you should go, so, and, and work. And hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll, we'll figure our way through that. Uh, it, it's quite a daunting thing. I, I pray we will have a, whoever decides to run, and there will be folks probably all across the political spectrum that'll put themselves forward. My, my deep prayer, no matter which candidates uh, declare, is that we'll have a serious conversation about the serious nature of what's taking place inside our country today. It is merited, it is worthy. Uh, it shouldn't be about tweets, shouldn't be about owning the libs. <laughs> Happy to do that too. Uh, but it, it, this should be about the things that matter to families all across the country. And I hope we'll have that serious conversation. And I, when we do, I know you all will find a great next leader for our country. So you have a, a worldview, and it's a Judeo-Christian worldview. Uh, you've called in your book um, some of the men that you've met with regularly, um, like Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, Kim Jong-un. You call them wicked. And does someone that doesn't have that Judeo-Christian value, do they understand the depths of evil in the world? And does that make us less safe that they don't understand that? Yeah, Pastor Jim, that's a fantastic question. I think it's true that if you don't understand this, if, if, if you can't accept this Judeo-Christian understanding of the world and humanity and these basic ideas, sometimes you just think, oh, they just have a different view than us. But it's just, it's not true. The, these people are truly wicked. Uh, that's the word I used, or evil. They are soulless. The, the grace has not touched them. And it means that as we try to apply our understandings, our Judeo-Christian understandings of how they'll think and how they'll respond, it is not productive. There's not a, a logic that flows from that because if you don't value hum, human life, if you see the world as, as a, a purely secular and it's just about power, then, then you make decisions that are fundamentally different than the ones we just think as a matter of logic. Surely Chairman Kim will get that it's better for 27 million North Koreans that he not have his nuclear weapons program. But he doesn't think of it. It's not, this doesn't enter his calculus. And so we always, we always prayed for them. Uh, I would grab my little team who I knew were uh, faithful people at the State Department. We would pray before these meetings uh, that they would come to see it that way. But you have, to, you have to know that because if you can't understand the depravity and the depths of the evil that sits inside of these mostly men's hearts, I think you can't begin to do the job you need to do to protect the United States from these folks who intend real harm upon us. Discover how faith and leadership play a role in modern politics with Mike Pompeo's new book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. When you give a gift of any amount to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will send you a signed copy of this incredible book. Mr. Pompeo shares how his deep belief in God gave him strength in times of crisis and provided him with a moral compass that never wavered. Never Give an Inch is also a testimony to the power of faith and its ability to transform lives and nations. Your gift of any amount to InGrace will help more people experience that kind of faith in their own lives. To get your signed copy of Never Give an Inch and support InGrace's mission, call now, 800-78-GRACE or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, 
or P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. One of your trips to North Korea, and I understand that you're the American that's met most with Kim Jong-un, you made a demand for the release of hostages, and you got on the airplane, and you said in your book that you said a quick prayer under your breath. You wrote this, you said, God hears even the quietest prayers. So I wanna go into more detail on that hostage release, but talk about prayer and the importance of prayer in your life. Uh, goodness, I, uh, I prayed every morning uh, during my four years. These were busy, crazy days, but I always take a moment. I had a Bible open on my desk in case I forgot, <laughs> in case I got carried away or had a phone call interrupt my routine, my morning. Um, but I found a moment every day to pray to the Lord for his guidance and his grace and the discernment to do the task in front of me well that day. Uh, the, the failures were all mine, but any glory that came is his. And I knew that. And it helped me get through some incredibly difficult times. I mean, I worked for President Trump, for goodness sake. This was, um, right? I mean, he's a, we're all unique, right? I ran a machine shop, for goodness sake. There'll never be another Secretary of State that ran a machine shop. You can, you can write it down. Uh, and so that prayer mattered an awful lot. And that, that moment, uh, that moment when we got these three Americans back was maybe, as a personal matter, the highlight of my time in service uh, for those four years. I, uh, I had traveled to Pyongyang on Easter weekend of 2018. Think about this. On Good Friday morning, I got up to meet Chairman Kim. Uh, it was quite the, in my mind, it was quite the juxtaposition to think about cavalry and Jesus and Gethsemane, right? And then realize that I'm going to get on a plane on Sunday night, and not only will I be out of North Korea, he'll be risen. Two good things. <laughs> uh, not, not roughly equivalent, but both glorious. Uh, on the second trip, um, I wanted to get the three Americans that were still held back home. Uh, we'd had one American, Otto Warmbier, who had been held in detention only to die from his maltreatment inside the North Korean prison. And so I wanted to get these three men out. Uh, about 4.30 in the afternoon, at the end of a long day of conversations with Chairman Kim, uh, I, I told him that it was my expectation and that of the president that I'd have three more Americans on my plane when I left than when I arrived. And a meeting ended shortly thereafter. And to your point, I got back, I drove back to the airport, was driven back to the airport, got on this beautiful white over blue airplane, American airplane. Yeah. Uh, by the way, thank you. It's a great airplane. Uh, I'm back in middle seats on Delta, just as life should be. <laughs> and I said a, a short prayer. They, three of our team had been summoned to go to a hotel in downtown Pyongyang. And so we knew something was up. And then the, a white panel van came back to the airport, parked... Uh, maybe 80 meters away from our airplane. Uh, and out of the van come these three Americans. Uh, we didn't know, we didn't know, uh, it's crazy. I, 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 remember, I remember I was standing at the top of the steps and I was watching this and, and they one after another, they hop out and they could walk. We didn't know what their health was. We thought they might be, we had a big medical team on the airplane. We were ready for whatever might uh, be in front of us. And they came and they got out and they took a few steps. They were walking and they saw that airplane and they started to move very quickly. Uh, and this story is told in a, such a, a lovely way by one of those hostages in the book. Uh, in his own words, translated, his English is good but not great. It translated are his description of that moment for him. These were Christian men. He, uh, 
he was taken out of his cell with a hood over his head, thinking he was being led to his death to be killed, only to find that he gets out of this. It's hard for me even to speak about it. It's very emotional. He gets out of this vehicle and sees that his country did not leave him behind. But when, the, the, when we walked out on the tarmac to greet them, uh, the gentleman who wrote the story in the book handed me a three-by-five card uh, with a psalm that he had written down from memory on the flight home from his detention. Uh, I'll never forget that lovely testament uh, to his faith in Jesus Christ and what sustained him in his time in that prison. And then the amazing work that America did in getting these three folks back to their families. One last question, and this has been very enjoyable, um, and I hate to end it, but this is the last question. Uh, you write, I think in the last chapter of your book, about a family that immigrated from China to the United States. And they wrote you, and they told you the name of their <laughs> son, which was Tristan Pompeo Chu. And also... Italian and Chinese together, go figure. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's fusion, it might <laughs> yes, actually fusion. work. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, and then they also asked you, when he's 18, if you would recommend him to West Point. So talk about... What, what did that mean to you? A family from China, they know what uh, oppression is, and now they're here, they're living the, the, the freedoms, they're experiencing the freedoms that we have, and they've honored you with that. What, what did that mean for you? Uh, it was so, uh, so touching, so kind, uh, so generous. Uh, we reached out, I, I've spoken to the family now. Um, I said, I hope you don't regret that someday, <laughs> uh, right? But the truth is they had seen uh, some stories of work that I had done to protect house churches inside of China to try and give more space for both Christian, for, for both Protestants and Catholics inside of China to worship. And that had moved them. It had changed their lives. It made them more courageous. And for them to honor me in this way was just absolutely lovely. They're amazing people. Uh, it was especially encouraging because when one defends America from the threat from Xi Jinping. Sometimes you get called a racist, right? Like you don't care. And in, the truth is we were trying to help 1.4 billion Chinese people live freer, more noble, more human lives. Uh, and for them, that's one family to recognize that is pretty cool. And for them to say, hey, would you nominate and help our, our son get into West Point? Sign me up. <laughs> well, th uh, listen, we've really enjoyed this time. Thank you very, very much for taking the time, for coming all the way to Illinois. Thank you so much for your diligence, your service, your love for the Lord. And I pray for your future success, whatever that might be. But I'm uh, personally hoping that you will uh, be in, in the public sphere again. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Jim. Thank you very much. Thank you all. What a joy it was to be able to speak with Secretary Mike Pompeo today. And I'm so thrilled because he is truly a great American. He sacrificed his own security for our safety. And I hope that we all will pray for him. I also wanna make sure that you know for sure that you are secure, that you are safe. The Bible says that we all have sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And that separates us from God. He is perfect, he is righteous. And, and we need to be redeemed. We need to be secured. How? Well, Jesus came and lived the life we couldn't live. He is God in the flesh. He never sinned one time, yet he was nailed to a cross for 
our sins, for your sins. He died and he rose again. And the Bible says, if you will simply put your trust in him, if you'll believe in him, you will not perish but have everlasting life. That's something that Mike Pompeo did when he was at West Point. It's something that I did when I was a young man. And it's something you can do right now. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Discover how faith and leadership play a role in modern politics with Mike Pompeo's new book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. When you give a gift of any amount to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will send you a signed copy of this incredible book. Mr. Pompeo shares how his deep belief in God gave him strength in times of crisis and provided him with a moral compass that never wavered. Never Give an Inch is also a testimony to the power of faith and its ability to transform lives and nations. Your gift of any amount to InGrace will help more people experience that kind of faith in their own lives. To get your signed copy of Never Give an Inch and support InGrace's mission, call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.